everybody, and welcome to our final episode of the season. For those who are counting, this is season two, episode 10. And today I am joined again with Corey James. Uh, happy to have Corey here. Uh, we just got done doing a, an interface um, conference, and I told a lot of you all to listen. So if you're watching now because I told you about an interface, um, thank you uh, for watching. We're really excited today to get into one of our favorite subjects this year throughout the season. We've had guests on, we've had uh, entrepreneurs on, um, we've had regionals, we've had GMs on, we've had a lot of different people on the podcast. And today it's back to Corey and myself talking about what we love talking about, and that is turn. So uh, Corey, definitely uh, happy to, to have you. I, uh, is, that, is that a wine rack above your head there I see? It is a partially full wine rack, which tells you how turn preparation is going. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, I, I was I was trying to see what that was. I figured you'd have bourbon up there, but uh, but it looks that's like wine in, from here. So that's over in that cabinet right there. Okay. Yeah, I see that under key and lock, right? Um, yes. All right, but yeah, yeah, we're 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 happy to talk about this, Corey. This is this is what it's all about, man. Right? This is this is what we're happy to do. This is what we love talking about. This is why we work in the industry we work in. I guess I'll kick off with you. We want to kind of start off with a, to kind of touch on a few subjects today, a few topics. And the first one we're going to talk about really is just about all the preparation that can be done for turn. So by the time you are watching this, you're a couple months out, unless you happen to have like a May turn or something, but you're probably a couple months out from a traditional um, offsite turn. And so, Corey, what, what should maybe already be done by now? What should we in the middle of? And then um, what are we looking for in the next month or so? You know, the main thing right now is um, locking down those contracts with those vendors. That's obviously the first thing, the first step that we need to do is we need to you know, pull out our budget, look at our targets, see what we're looking at as far as um, uh, move outs, renewals, things like that. But then really sign in those vendors because um, anybody that's in the turn world right now is doing the same thing. So you want to make sure that you lock out, you know, lock down the vendors that, that you use, um, getting them prepared, letting them know numbers, you know, renewal percentages, things like that. What are we looking at in terms of how many areas are we getting ready to turn this fall? Um, just, you know, partially so they can start staffing themselves. You know, it's hard to, it's hard to keep a, a full staff year round for, you know, this huge project that only happens in one month. So they need to have time to, to, you know, pick up new staff as necessary, get them trained. And so, you know, everybody's on the same page come August. Yeah, I know this is, this is definitely that season. And it's funny, you know, I talked to so many different GMs. Um, from all over the country and they have, you know, some of them are pretty casual. They're like, Oh, we can grab ours later. You know, so it has a lot to do with your market. It really does. But some areas, if you're not on there, you're going to end up with the same vendors. Nobody else wants, which are not the vendors you want to depend on. Um, come, come, come turn time. So, uh, and even if I were to go a hair before that, you know, we talk about this on, on other podcasts. Um, but furniture, right. This is like, we're pretty much past the point and overturn on furniture. So, Hopefully you got your numbers in and hopefully, um, hopefully by now, depending on how early you got it, you've got some furniture coming in. Uh, but right now too is kind of eh, middle conclusion side of spring inspection. So this is a great chance to kind of double check your furniture. If you need to get something else in there, depending on who you order from, maybe you can get something in before that time, but this is absolutely crunch time. So um, yeah, inspections and everyone that, that listens to me, uh, talk about it over and over again. Inspections play such a big part in how successful you are for your turn. I just had this conversation with the GM uh, yesterday about how much of a budget killer carpet replacements are. And that is like literally has to do almost everything with 
your um, with your turn and with your notes or sorry with your inspection with your notes for your inspection. A carpet will cost more than your most expensive piece of furniture uh, that you have, so that really adds up quickly. Um, so, what about the next month or so? What what what, uh, what should people start people start looking at this next month or so? At that point, you know, at least from uh, the leasing side, where you know school's getting ready to to come to an end, the uh, the pool where you have the chance to sign any new leases is really shrinking up because as soon as May hits, town clears out, and then all your leasing is stuck to phone calls. So um, from that side, that's really what you're focusing on. But from the turn side, you know, you're really starting to to line up again. You're lining up your vendors. You're preparing your team. Um, you're looking at, you know, you're getting ready to to start that final quarterly where you're really going to start looking at, all right, what can I touch paint versus full paint? What can I maybe get away with and save a few dollars there? Um, like you said, I'm, I'm, I'm doing that final carpet inspection. I'm checking to see, okay, you know, maybe I'm rating one through a five and, and checking my budget, my fives, I have to change out. Um, maybe I can pull a couple fours and, and fit them in the budget too. So but again, that that like you mentioned, that that last quarterly is where we essentially get our final numbers on um, where can I save money in terms of paint, and but at the same time, where am I going to spend a few extra dollars in terms of carpet cleans and carpet replacements, things like that. And then, you know, we talk a lot on turn about our vendors as far as that's what we're focused on. But there are also those extraneous things that you need. You need your your blinds, and you need your you know your light bulbs and your drip pans and you need to order your roll-off dumpsters. All those things that that you know are kind of not really in the realm of turn labor, but are things that you absolutely have to have. Um, you need to make sure you're getting those ordered um, I, to avoid any supply chain issues. I think I'd order them now. Just find somewhere to store them because I'd rather have them on hand for a month, two months, than not have them on hand at all. And then you're really you're really struggling once once turn comes around. That's a great point. Cause yeah, this is, you know, everyone, everyone's ordering the same things right now, especially, you know, uh, in preparation for turn. So making sure that HD supply Granger, um, you know, in any, any of your, uh, go-tos there Caldwell, any of those companies, um, you want to make sure that you have your orders in there and gives them a chance to be able to deliver. Um, and I know they stock extra during this time because they know that turns coming every year. Um, but that is a really good point. The other thing I was going to point out, just from the maintenance side of it. And, uh, and, you know, this is a great opportunity for those that are going to be leaving in May uh, to really kind of get those lined up and that you can go, you can go gain some ground right now. This is time to gain some ground. Um, I don't recommend every uh, maintenance team try their hand at painting, but there are some, and you should know who you are that if, if your crew can actually do some decent painting and do some of that work, but at least getting the maintenance done in all the units and getting everything literally just waiting for, you know, obviously walls prepped and stuff, but getting everything ready for the vendors to come through. There's a lot of ground that can be gained right now. Anything that takes uh, that those minutes, those hours out of stuff you have to do during turn that you can do ahead of time in the summer when there's, um, you know, less residents on site, like this is the time to do it. This is absolutely time to be super proactive, get in those rooms. Anything you can get done now won't be, you know, in the vacuum that is turn. So uh, that's a big one too. Um, also during this time, I'll kind of shift over to another thing we want to talk about. And, and that's really, we mentioned it earlier with the bids, but it really is vendor relations. So unless it's a vendor you use for four or five years, uh, maybe three or four is fair. Um, it's a long time in the student realm, but uh, stay in constant contact with your vendors. Um, it really, uh, you know, lets them know, first of all, that, you know, heard of cases where in between vendor signing 
an actual turn, the company's dissolved. So you don't want to find out because you haven't talked to them in five months if they closed three months ago, um, which has happened. But uh, you just want to stay in contact with them. I am a big component of, of vendor meetings. I say it to almost all my GMs. I've talked about this stuff. I'm a big, just because I love it. Um, I, I love having them come. I love having them see each other. I like shaking their hand. It's harder to walk out on me. Uh, if you've shaken my hand, you met my team and I've shown you around. Um, it also kind of, you know, I think Corey, like bust any, uh, you know, preconceived notion. Maybe they thought it was going to be easier or tougher. I like to go through. And if I have a vacant, I like to walk them through a vacant actually and let them kind of see and, and not an extra, extra dirty or an extra, extra clean, just kind of a middle of the rung. Um, you know, vacant, if I can show them, this is kind of what we're going to be looking for, especially if they're new to student housing. But um, that and vendor meetings, I, I see to be a big deal. You, did you do vendor meetings a lot uh, on site yourself, Corey? Yeah, we definitely did vendor meetings. That was one of the first things we did once the students left. And, um, you know, things that were student related, current resident related kind of slowed down a little bit was we brought our vendors on site. Like you said, we showed them vacants. We walked them through the building. So if I said, hey, you know, I've got something in building five. Can you hop over there? They knew where building five was because I need, you know, like you said, it's terrifying to think that that vendor may dissolve, but you haven't talked to them in three months to learn that. You should have them on site whenever you can because we want them to be as familiar with the property as possible. Um, but the, the other point to that that I think is great is if you've got a vacant, um, have them have them paint it. Have them, you know, if it's something we know is going to sit till August, have them knock it out now, A, so it's off your list, but B, um, it's a great way to set your standard of what you expect. So they'll go through, they'll paint it, and then you guys walk through together. And, you know, maybe you're doing a roll tight. You wanted to get a little bit closer. Or maybe, you know, I actually had a vendor one time. We had him do his standard paint, and he pa- literally painted over top of every switch plate and plug plate. And he okay. just thought that's how you did it. And that I was, you know, luckily we caught that in in June. Because had he come through and done, you know, 10 apartments in, in August before we found it, that was something we had to take all those off. We had to scrape all the paint off. Um, had we done that in August, that would have really set us back. So it's great to have them do something, you know, say, here's what I expect. You go do what you, you know, you go do your version of this. Let's catch it now so we don't run into something later. Yeah, I'm also a fan of making the vendors meet each other. I mentioned that earlier, but kind of my mindset behind it, and it could all be made up in my mind. That's completely possible. Um, but I think too, the same way I want them to feel commitment to me, I want them to know each other. Uh, especially I feel like if you have two painters or two cleaners, like I don't, I don't want, I don't need any drama on site, first of all, but I think it's better they get to meet each other. Um, also I really do think it can cut down on, um, you know, people complaining about the vendor before it's always the vendor before his fault, right? Always. That's how it always works. You ask them what happened to this. Well, the person before had this here, or we can't clean this because the painter left this or whatever it is. It always gets blamed back. Um, so I like kind of letting them understand, like, we're going to be a team for these two weeks. Like you're going to, you know, you're going to see, you see true colors during turn. That's for sure. As far as your staff goes, you're going to see the true colors. And I always say a few days in and the eye twitching from caffeine, um, you're going to see your own teams, uh, stuff too. So what about like, um, how to prepare your team, uh, for turn Corey? What's some stuff you did on site to prepare them mentally, especially for, let's say a CA that's never done a turn. Maybe they got hired on after and and how did you kind of set the expectations for them outside of you can't go on vacation can't go on vacation um no i think the main thing was you know taking them through rooms the same way we took a vendor what do you see here you know and you got to start at the beginning let's do a damage trial what what are you marking down as a damage um are you checking the fridge are you looking inside the fridge are you opening up the um the freezer making sure there's nothing left you know going through you really in in 
just with everyone in general. But now that I have kids, I'm like, you have to explain it in its entirety. You can't say check the fridge, assuming they know that that means open the doors, open the drawers in the bottom, make sure there's nothing in there. You have to physically go through it with them one by one. So um, starting with that, just going through. And then after that vendor, you know, paints that room, let's do a quality control walk with your crew. Let's walk through here and say, what do you see? Is this something you would approve? Is this something that you may send them on a go back because you notice something they missed? So um, just like training your vendors, you want to make sure that your staff is trained as well up to your expectations. Because in the end, if a CA misses something on a walk, that parent's not going to go talk to that CA. That parent's going to come talk to you as the GM. You are ultimately responsible for the work that is done and then the checking of that work. So you want to make sure that uh, everyone is up to standard, up to training. Um, when it comes to things like that. And then I think the biggest thing, especially with your CAs, um, is just schedule expectation. Like you said, no vacations. I'm going to buy lunch and dinner. We're going to hang out here. Um, we may have a couple late nights. Let's get one thing we did do at the university level when you were there with us, it was really helpful is we, we created in, in the summer, we created what we called our sparkle pack. So it was essentially mm-hmm. a, a cleaning carrier that had some Windex. It had some Paper towels. It had um, magic racers. Most favorite, yeah, it had magic racers, but it had our most favorite microfiber cloths that got rid of every fingerprint on everything. Um, but make mm-hmm. those now, so you're not scrambling. You know, during August, went out to the dollar store to try and find some of the stuff you've already got them made up and you're ready. Um, but that's another thing. You know, setting those expectations with your uh, with your staff and you know creating the tools for them to be able to go out and and you know use their time the most efficient way. Yeah. Yeah, and of course we'd be you know remiss to to say too to make sure that your your turn board looks good whether you're using uh, Easy Turn as a product or not whatever you have to check check and double check to make sure everything's looking right. Um, you know we always say everyone has a plan till you get punched in the mouth. Same thing with turn right. So when you're in there, make sure that your turn, however you're doing it, can handle that first hit because again it's easy to sit there and be OCD and have everything be like. We're going to do 28 units a day. We're going to go right on through and it's going to be done. We'll be done by the ninth. We're going to have six days to sparkle. Yeah, right. So just expect to know that you're going to get in there and maybe day one looks good. Maybe day two looks good. But one of those days, a vendor's not going to show up. You're going to run out of paint. You're going to have an issue. Something's going to happen. And uh, you're going to you're going to come to an abrupt halt. So that's, again, just to talk on. That's also why we focus a lot on Easy Turn to try to make things where you can adjust on the go. We realized that was kind of the key to success there um, to be able to recover from that. But even again, even if you're not using easy turn, just make sure whatever system you have in place is something that can survive that very first hit. Um, I hear more on preparation for uh, this staff. I love that you said um, go in there and try to get try, kind of mentally pick out who the people are going to be that you can say these people can go walk behind vendors because it is a specific thing. Same with damages. Like getting a good standard brand of damage. The worst thing is if you get charged for something small and I have the same small thing and I'm not getting charged, people talk. They're going to go around and talk about it and discuss it. Um, so make sure you do have a good standard level of uh, your damages before you go in. And, you know, again, even talking about like like the preparation and the walk leading up to it, when I, when I say that, um, I, you know, I would, even if it might not take the entire day, I would kind of get my people's mindset that I'd be there the whole day because then you're going to get less complaining. Every day will be a little trick I did. Every day feels like an awesome thing if I let them go at seven or five, even if I was ready to let them go at five or seven. But if you kind of make them think, you know, it's open-ended and then you let them go, um, that's there. But I'll say one of my biggest things to say, we'll talk about it in the thick of turn, right? So turn started, we're going, we're taking those punches. You are the captain of the ship. 
if uh, like any of us would say, if any of us were riding on an airplane and um, we feel some shaking and stewardess look like they do this every day uh, or, or, yeah, or whoever, uh, flight attendants, sorry, are on there and they act like it's a, a normal day, it's a normal thing, that's one thing. But imagine if you were on a plane that started shaking and you hear the the pilot cussing and, and like running around, you'd be like, oh, all of a sudden, what you know, what's going on? I guess we are in trouble. Well, that that that, that pilot is you during turn, uh, especially as a GM. So you really have to set the tone for, first of all, working hard, right? Working hard, staying focused and keeping it fun. I mean, we used to send each other like random dance videos, um, you know, from team to team. You all probably break up into some kind of team during your uh, move out inspection portion or, or trash out or whatever part you're going, but we kept it fun. So we wanted to do that. And again, you set that tone, but Corey, I know, I know you had your own techniques and Corey's a, a fun GM. So any, uh, any advice there, any stories from that point of view? Yeah, definitely. The first thing though, that you mentioned is, is I have a, a great example of in my career. And I still remember it to this day, still remember the very meeting um, is your demeanor and your confidence is gonna is gonna show up on your crew. And when we were at University of Kentucky, it was April. We were getting ready to go into the summer. We thought everything was set. And then the university came to us and said, "You are now in charge of hosting our seventy conferences. So you've got to schedule all those cleans. You've got to get linens. You've got to place all these conferences. You've got to bill all these conferences." We were a month from move out, and I remember sitting in an operations meeting when our operations director came in. And he said, have any of you all ever done this before? And we were all like, heck no. And he was like, I've done this before. We'll be fine. Come to find out later, he had never done this before. But him saying that and his confidence just made us calm down a little bit. Like, okay, we know somebody that knows the process. Um, They're comfortable with it. They're not going to put us in a bad position. So, uh, yeah, that demeanor, even if you're just GM or freaking out, go freak out somewhere that nobody can see you freak out and then come back with a plan. Um, because we don't want our staff is going to feed off of your energy. So your energy has to be there. But, you know, talking to strategies to keep everybody's kind of um, mental health up during turn, um, we would do things where, you know, obviously you're bringing your crew's snacks and drinks and all that stuff. Um, we would go around and make sure that everybody had their favorite thing. You know, it does mean no good to buy all these cool drinks and then you're over in the corner and you don't like any of that. The, you know, kind of the the comfort that you get from something isn't there. So I want to make sure whatever your favorite thing is, I'm going to have it in there. Even if if it's, you know, for whatever reason, we have 50 Dr. Peppers and one Diet Coke. If everybody's getting what they want, that works. Um, the other thing we would do along those lines is tell me what your favorite restaurant is because we've got 20 days of lunch that we're going to have to buy. Let's make sure everybody gets their favorite meal one day. Um, just to make sure that, you know, again, keeping that, keeping that, uh, that mojo going, keeping that energy in there. Um, but you know, as you said, any kind of, you know, videos or anything fun, um, one day we, you know, if you're on schedule one day, we, we packed up at one o'clock and everybody went out and hung out at the pool and it's like just an hour or two at the pool. And even if I'm in there, you know, doing some billing or things like that, if my staff's at the pool and they're relaxed and we're still caught up they'll remember that one day during turn um, where we did some team building versus just, you know, staying on the grind the entire time. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. Um, cold caffeine and cold water is like, uh, you know, water slash Gatorade, Powerade, whatever um, that alone will keep. I mean, that pays, that, that, that pays dividends right there. Go to, go to Sam's, go to Costco, get some of that, get a good fridge set up, you know, models, a good hub, pick another hub somewhere out there, put it in there. 
don't worry about it. It'll keep your crews going and going and going. But yeah, keep it fun, y'all. Again, that's just some of our some of our pre checklists, some of our little uh, tips and things that we have uh, when it comes to the turn. Again, this is the um, conclusion of our season, uh, season two. We uh, we still we still love doing it. We love talking turn. Any of any of you all that do trainings with myself or Corey or any of us on our team, um, we are here because uh, maybe maybe we're maybe we're over being on site a little bit, but we still miss and love turn. Uh, we love the process. So. Uh, this way we still get to be involved in it. We love the adrenaline of it. We're crazy people. Um, we're okay with that. Um, but we really do appreciate, uh, you all continue to listen and continue to watch, um, our media. We are pretty much found everywhere. Um, we have an, we have an awesome, uh, uh, person on the team, Erica, who, who keeps us and keeps our name out there way better than we could ever prior to her. So we're very grateful for her. Um, but we're excited, uh, to get into this turn season and we're ending the season now because we got to get to work. Um, we're training, we're training. We our schedules are full morning tonight, every day. Um, we're going to go in here and, and get people trained up and, and have a successful turn. And we will see you all on the other side of turn. So appreciate y'all spending time with us and we'll see you then. Mm-hmm.